Hello, and welcome to another in this series of conversations about how different art forms help us in different ways to express and process our emotions and just to feel better. I'm Frances Butt. My own background is in music, film and theatre, but today's episode is about dance, and I'm interested in hearing about what dance can do, not just for the professionals and the gifted amateurs, but for anyone and everyone. Many of us drift away from dancing in adulthood, or never really even got into it in the first place. And it's kind of sad, really, if it's only an occasional wedding where our spirits are high enough to override our self-consciousness and we'll have a bit of a cavort. As with all the arts, there are professionals who are mind-blowing to watch, there are the super-talented and committed amateurs, there are some good groovy movers, and then there's the rest of us. And just as there are people who think they can't sing, not true, many of us think we can't dance at all. Comparisonitis is often the problem. The fear of not being good enough, the fear of embarrassing yourself, the fear of being judged. I definitely want to explore this universal problem in a future episode. Meanwhile, how can we overcome our self-consciousness and enjoy the many benefits of dancing? Because it's so good for you in so many ways. The last time you were really delighted about something, a good news or an achievement, you might have done a little jiggle of excitement. That's dancing, uh, just without the music. So it's obviously something innate in us. And dance has got to be one of the earliest art forms. It's being musical with the body, and it can express every kind of human emotion, not just happiness. Fear, longing, rage, despair, you name it. So I'm going to talk now to dance teacher Helen Drain. She runs classes in something called NIA, that's N-I-A. I'd never heard of it until I'd met Helen. It's a combination of dance, martial arts and yoga developed in the 1980s, and it's designed to integrate mind, body and spirit, as well as building fitness and flexibility. So are you ready to rumble? I am. Okay, so I'm going to pretend we're starting now. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. It's lovely (laughs) to be here. So we're going to talk about dance today. Mm. Um, So may I kick off by asking you, have you always danced? Have you always liked to dance? Um, I didn't do dance classes as a young child. Mm -hmm. I probably started becoming interested in moving and doing things with my body in a dancey way in secondary school. Mm. Really nice teacher at the time. She, one of the favourite teach. everyone liked her because she mm. was kind of young and vibrant. And she started an after-school dance club. Oh. And I remember, I don't remember the moves, but um, the song that we built up over a term was Faith by George Michael. Oh, nice. And I just remember leaping through the school hall <laughs> and feeling, feeling free. <laughs> yeah, good jiggly one. Um, previous to that, I used to go to keep fit classes with my mum. I was the child sitting at the edge of the room, not actually participating. Uh-huh. So this was in the 80s, mum and her friends doing full on keep fit, you know, leggings, leotard, not really <laughs> leggings then. I think Properly. it was more leotards and things like that. And I remember feeling lit up by the music. Mm. I wasn't taking part in the movement, but seeing those adults do their movement to music really sparked something in me. <laughs> that, those keep fit classes lovely and I love that you say it's the music that lights you up so why do you dance it's a stupid question really but why do you dance what does it give you when you dance um 
Yeah, I don't think it is a stupid question because not everybody dances. So the reason I dance is because it gives me an escape Mm -hmm. um, from thinking Mm -hmm. and from lists and structure (laughs) and the doing of life. It's fun. It makes mm-hmm. me feel happy. It makes me feel alive. Yeah. And it really does give me a lift. And sometimes I get actual tingles up my spine, proper little hmm. tingles of something. Or I heard someone talking about it the other day and I and they described the feeling and I thought, that's it. Someone else gets that feeling. The tingles. And it's, yeah. And it's a proper, it starts at the base of the spine and oh. really rises up through the spine. Maybe it's linked to some, I want some. ancient <laughs> thing. Fantastic. Um, yeah, it's incredible. Mm. Happy shiver. And I get it when I teach classes and I get it when I'm in a place with loud music and lots of people. And it's like a feeling of excitement. Yeah, and... yeah. That's why people go out dancing and club mm. dancing and that mm. just really losing yourself. And yeah, love it. Yeah. But there's also something in the fact that we're often taught that dance is about performance or skill. Yes. Or actual talent or steps and precision. Yes. Um, it can be about that. And it's amazing when it is. And it's incredible to watch. But um Historically, dance was used for storytelling. Yes, indeed. Yes, yes, yes. Maybe it was about expression or it could have been about communication. In some places, it was about tribal identity. Mm. And um, actually, it has got to the point now because our society is so kind of thinky and structured and Mm -hmm. there's quite narrow parameters of what is normal, really. If If you were to see somebody dancing really freely at a festival... Yeah. Absolutely no problem, of yes. course. If you were to see somebody dancing just as freely mm. on the pavement outside your house, <laughs> there might be something very different about that. But perhaps they're just having yeah. fun. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think that's why festivals and events and big nights out are so allowed, can be yeah. transformative and can be they really yeah, draw you get people to in. be free. Yeah. yeah. But people tend to believe they either can or can't dance and that's a mm. huge thing isn't it because yeah everyone can move around if dancing is just moving around a bit yeah how can you encourage people who just don't believe in themselves to to try something or yeah I mean what you do is it's a bit like that isn't it yeah yeah I mean I think getting the message across that any kind of movement is a is a dance like, mm. and trying mm. to yeah in the classes that I teach especially if a new person arrives at the class and they've not been there before I yeah I, I share with everybody that Anything goes, movement-wise. Anything can be a dance. You could be moving your finger up and down, up and down. You could consider that a dance. And what happens if you then let the movement of that finger extend up into the wrist and then let the arm go up and down in time to music? That's dancing. Oh, I'm doing it Um, now. Yeah, so am I. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And we kind of need to drop the expectations of what dance should be yes to allow dance to be yes I think in our British culture we we definitely have the self-consciousness issue don't we and Mm. we yeah we can be ashamed we're so ashamed of it we sort of scoff at it we we sort of cover our embarrassment with scoffing and take the mickey out of dance yeah exactly um the dancing that I teach I started it because I was living in America Mm. even in those the, the difference between culture here and culture in America it was freer there. The dancing right. could be freer in yes. public. Yes. And we're quite similar in our cultures, really. Um, but there was definitely a difference, I 
I was aware of. Right. I mean, there probably was an element of the fact that I was in a country that wasn't my own country and I felt freer too. Maybe. I was able to be, kind of start again and be be who I wanted to be rather than feel confined to how I felt I mm. should be, mm. perhaps. I mean, over there they have cheerleaders and they're just, you see those any yeah. sports event and girls start cheerleading when they're tiny yeah that formation dancing <laughs> yeah 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 line dancing yeah, absolutely yeah anyway yeah. my mum was a morris dancer actually do you know really? what? morris dancing was my first experience of dancing what not personally i that's oh my goodness i've been thinking about <laughs> what we would talk about today and that's just come to me my dad's a folk singer and my mum used to do morris dancing mm-hmm. and so i remember being dragged along to folk festivals and morris dance things and i've got a picture of me standing against a brick wall eating a little ham sandwich just watching as all these people go past in their funny bells and tassely things <laughs> so that was where dance came was first in my oh. life actually Oh. formation dancing <laughs> so physical benefits Should we talk about the physical benefits of dance why it's mm. so good oh so many countless really but mm-hmm. uh, you know obviously physically it gives so much variety of movement traditional exercise and you know aerobics classes and mm. um hit classes and most types of classes actually in a gym setting are very linear Yes, in their actions, very up, down, left, right. Yes, exactly. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. Whereas with dancing, you've got that element of, well, all sorts of elements. You could be spiraling, you can have different levels, you can make it fluid and flowy and floaty Mm. and and loose. uh, And you can incorporate the strength and the lines as well, that linear stuff. But you can also weave in so much rich other variety of movement. So it's and full so, range. It's full range of your joint movement. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, so I mean, the benefits to the joints, the joints and muscles, obviously strengthening, um, balance, really big one. I teach an older person's class, older people's class as well, and the the benefits, balance wise, are huge as we age. Yeah. Um, yeah, and coordination. So it's brilliant for the brain as mm. well. It's brilliant emotionally it can mm. well it can be not always um it can bring oh, why a not of, always if somebody is is very closed emotionally it can mm. be really difficult or if or if someone feels really inhibited uh-huh. um it can be a real challenge i think to to suddenly be given permission to dance it can be really freeing but it could go the other way uh-huh um because we are, we can, I mean, we talk about dance as a happy thing, and it is a very happy mm. thing. But it's also an ex- we can express anything with dance, can't you? Really, yeah. there's a fun, that fantastic scene in Billy Elliot, the movie, mm. where he mm. dances and dances and dances. He's absolutely angry and sad, and he oh, wears yeah, himself yeah. out. And then right at the end, he sort of sinks down against a fence, and he just he still hasn't quite got rid of it, and he's sort of kicking him back at the fence <laughs> and punching it. Still, he's still knackered, but he's still yeah. a bit. He's letting it out. It's a fantastic yeah, example of that. Oh, it's so cathartic. Yeah, brilliantly yeah. cathartic, yeah. Yeah, but also what can happen in a class, I've seen it and I've experienced it, I've felt it actually, um, because when I first started going to the classes as a student instead of a teacher, I would be comparing myself to other people. Oh, yes. I mean, that's that's not necessarily a bad thing. It's actually a really good thing to notice mm. and to work through and to progress beyond perhaps. One of the big things that, also, you, you just mentioned it, you touched on it with the Billy Elliot thing. Mm-hmm. And um, it's that it can 
process stuckness. Yes. It's release, isn't it? It's release. Yeah. Yeah. And it might be something you, you, got no words for where that stuckness is it might be stuckness in your body it might be some sort of tension in your relationship with something or somebody or it might just be a a sense of feeling stagnant in life in some expert some element of life Mm. somewhere Mm. and as we dance as someone dances the mind can sort of dance with it and Mm. might touch you know thoughts might travel to somewhere where you've that you recognize or and then dancing through that and either dancing really furiously or dancing yes. softly or yeah you know like kicking like you said yeah. can can shift something yeah and it can great. just make you feel refreshed revitalized so so yeah it can benefit us in a lot of ways <laughs> I like it i like mm. it yeah so should we talk about nia which is something that you mm. teach and and hold classes in i don't know if it's something you teach um is it something someone can learn or is it just a sort of a free way of moving? Tell me about it. Yeah, it's not really a it, – so it's called Nia Technique. It was started in California somewhere, San Francisco maybe, mm-hmm. in um, 1983, I believe. Right. By two of the leading fitness teachers in that region at mm-hmm. the time. So these, But these two particular teachers, they were married and they had a thriving business, but right. their bodies were suffering. They'd been teaching full-on – I don't know if you've ever seen any of these 80s aerobics oh, American yes. troops. Oh, yeah. my golly. Um, really fierce and really going for it with their bodies. Mm. And there was very little. It didn't look like there was much tuning into how their bodies felt. It, right. it looked quite mechanical. And they realized that they were just they, they weren't going to last. Their bodies right. weren't going to last. And the out. teachers that were yeah. working for them. They weren't. They were suffering injuries as well. Right. So they went on a big, epic mission to explore other movement forms, and mm. they explored martial arts, um, dance arts, and healing arts. And they picked up bits of all of those. They explored them in in a lot of depth, actually, uh-huh. and um, and then brought them together over several years. They created this sort of system of movement called the Nia Technique, yeah, um, which used to stand at that time used to stand for non non impact aerobics i think they started oh, it as that and then okay. they it, they realized it was not just that because they were weaving in mindfulness they were weaving in they were weaving in a lot of things and they changed what that stood for they kept the name but it mm-hmm. became neuromuscular integrative action oh that yeah. sounds posh that sounds um, much posher it does yeah they were they really got into the science of yes. movement and sensation science is one of their phrases that they use anyway nia does not stand for anything anymore it's just a name they've (laughs) taken out all the the names because it means lots of different things to different people yeah indeed. and basically it's based on nine movement forms so the martial arts component is taekwondo tai chi and aikido so taekwondo is strong and you know the kicks and the power explosive energy tai chi obviously is slow dance it's very Mm. it's mindful it's flowing and generally we associate it with slower movements yes and aikido the spiraling so we incorporate a lot of spirals and moving in circles okay we also set up each class so we start the class in a circle we finish Mm -hmm. the class in a circle there's a bit of a it's supposed to feel like a container the class where people can feel safe and held and able to express themselves if they want to in all sorts of ways so the dance arts they went and explored a Duncan dance, um, so light and um, playful. Mm-hmm. 
uh, jazz dance, so it's kind of show show personship mm-hmm. um, <laughs> and jazzy and showy offy. Mm-hmm. Um, the third one is yep. modern dance. Um, so it's all about shapes and being big and bold and actually not necessarily big, but making different shapes with the body, shapes in space and mm. the randomness that you might see in modern dance. Mm-hmm. The three healing arts are yoga, Feldenkrais, and Alexander Technique. Uh-huh. There's a lot of references. <laughs> Which is what's brought us together, really. Yeah. The fact that Nia is informed by Alexander Technique in some way drew me to seek out Alexander Technique teachings, and that's what drew, that's what led me to you. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, so... Um, well, Nia is a dance-based movement class, basically. Yes. It encourages people to choose pleasure as they move and, most importantly, to dance in their own body's way. So if you think about a fitness class, you're, you're often, as we've already said, you're often going to see quite linear movements, mm. reps. You're going to see regular counts of, you know, we're going to do eight of this one, eight of yes. that one, four on that side, four on that yeah. side. We do use that structure in Nia that loosely use that structure. So it's, it's contained and choreographed to some degree. Mm-hmm. there's so much more freedom and richness in it. It sounds like there's such a lot in it. Presumably the class is structured in a kind of a shape. So beginning, middle, end, yeah. what's, what's yeah, the structure yeah. of that? Yeah, so we, we start with a, a, a welcoming inner circle, basically, and the teacher or me in my classes sets a focus for the class. Mm-hmm. And we set a focus, we can draw on anything in, a, in life or in the near teachings as a focus. So... My focus for yesterday, International Women's Day, mm-hmm. was teaching a group of amazing women who are immigrants who've had a journey as refugees, and they wow. they come together every Monday, and I, we lead a dance class with them every couple of weeks. It's really fun, mm-hmm. and um, it's on Zoom at the moment. Mm-hmm. But we set a focus, and our focus yesterday was feeling our power and our strength. So it just gives us something more to grasp onto mm. and to tune into while mm. we're moving. Oh, I like that there's a there's a um, thinking process that or applying ideas to absolutely. the way you're moving. I like that. Yeah, yeah. One of the goals that I have as a teacher with the classes is about building community. Right. Um, and encouraging connection through the participants. Okay. And that doesn't necessarily mean they're becoming best friends or they are holding hands and dancing or anything mm-hmm. like that. It's helping them, or not helping them, but encouraging them to sense what it's like to dance in a room with the people that are next to them or with the people that are on screen with them uh, if it's on zoom and to just bring an awareness to that because that can be so enriching in itself and that we've that's something we've lost so much of that sense of connection yeah um so yeah really important very important point so and then we we find our space we start slowly with a bit of warm-up I usually choose a really gentle track most likely instrumental Mm -hmm. something that really soothes the nervous system that's just something people can soften into and perhaps be still to start Mm -hmm. with where Mm -hmm. they might never be still all week and they just need to just be still and come into the present moment and then we move and we it's not really clearly lineated warm-up high movement section cool down but they're all in there mm-hmm. and at the end uh, we use the floor so we roll around that might be structured movement on the floor where the people are following what I'm doing but moving mm. in their own way or it might be more free form there's quite a lot of opportunities to free dance in in a near class right um, I'm amazed that you didn't um, mention Gabrielle Roth because I was expecting that there would be the roots of that work of, of Nia would be in her work Gabrielle Roth is, yeah. she, is she an influence on 
Well, I, I don't mean, think she's think... an influence on them. That's but amazing. I think she was concurrent. She was running along at the same time. You know, she was doing her thing at the same time they were doing oh. their thing. So if you can, <laughs> this is going to sound strange, but if you think about the kind of progression of really mainstream accepted what's considered normal and then you go to the other end of the spectrum and you've got like completely out there maybe ecstatic dance with absolutely yeah. no um structure at all so you've yeah. got mainstream fitness class aerobics right down in the mainstream bit yes. then you've got a couple of other things then you might have Nia then Gabrielle Ross and, and the five rhythms is just a little bit further on from that yeah, yeah um in the free in in the freedom that it has within the class right but I, I, I see similarities. Um, yeah. They're just yeah. not, they, they kind of cross over a little bit. Can we talk um, about your, your dancers? They're your class members. Mm. So they arrive in a particular way. They, they end up in a particular state. I mean, yeah. without generalizing too much, because everyone's different and every time is different. Do you see people working through um, things and, and changing over the course of a class? And Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, even on Zoom, which we're having to do now, you know, it's it's funny casting my mind back and saying that we start in a circle. Actually, we don't start in a circle on Zoom. <laughs> and even when we were in person last right. summer, we weren't starting in a circle because we had to stay in these silly boxes. Well, they're not yeah. silly, they're for safety. But these boxes on the floor that we weren't oh, allowed yeah. to move from. Oh. But, but generally, people arrive and you can see they arrive in a bit of a hurry and they maybe a bit of chit chat and mm. um quite efficient in their movements and then um <laughs> we get started everyone kind of chills out a bit <laughs> um and actually it's quite funny because you don't know what's going on during the class so as yeah. I'm teaching it I I sometimes um think oh nobody's having a nice time because everyone's got quite deadpan faces yeah and they could have a completely different reaction at the end oh, of the class. Generally, people are completely there. blissed out at the end because we right. take it right down. And as well as movement on the floor at the end, I always bring in some relaxation, which yeah. stems from my yoga practice. We always finish in the circle as well. And we always kind of clear the space. We kind of do a symbolic, we either clap three times or we all breathe together in unison um, and either do a great big shimmy or a whatever we choose to do that day. <laughs> and most of the time people kind of float away from the class oh, that's lovely. <laughs> and they've had a really good workout but they're really relaxed as well perfect um, oh who wouldn't yeah. want a bit of that cool yeah. i fancy a bit of that yeah that's wonderful i want to round off now really by asking you mm. whether there's any kind of dancing that you like to watch because you mm. know it is a spectator sport as well as a participation sport participation <laughs> participation sport <laughs> um yes i i do like watching dance um i don't go and watch dance i generally don't go and watch dance performance what i do like to watch is when you see groups of kids who've made up their own dance they, oh they, yeah oh the little troop of kids, they might be an organized group, perhaps, or they might be friends who just love to dance in the street, or their parents might have captured them on camera, or, um, you know, break dancers dancing in the New York subway, those mm. kind of things where people are really living it. It's not really for performance, it's mm. more about them coming together and enjoying themselves and connecting through dance. I love to watch that. Love it. God, you've taken me back to my childhood because I'd completely forgotten that when I used to uh, put records on and choreograph things to them and do performances with my, with my yeah. mate. 
we were taking it so seriously. It was very, <laughs> yeah. very serious business. Yeah. And then yeah. force our poor families to watch watch them. Oh, I know. Yeah, my kids do that now. <laughs> it's always very sweet. But now there's this. Uh, this I don't know if you've heard of Just Dance. No. Which is a one of the gaming systems. It might be a Nintendo oh, thing right, or something. Yeah. And it's a game that they can play. But you don't have to have one of those systems to play. You could just look up Just Dance on YouTube. And it shows you these videos. Basically, it has these little characters dancing around and the kids have to copy what the characters are doing. Oh, they absolutely love it. They do it at schools. They do it at home. They do (laughs) do it all over the place. Oh, that's lovely. Um, Yeah. So it's just, I just love seeing people enjoying dance. Definitely. Definitely. Thank you, Helen. That was a lovely, lovely chat. I really enjoyed that. Mm. And um, I might have to come along to one of your classes sometime. Please do. Yeah. Yeah, When we open up again, it'd be great. Yeah. Oh, keep on doing what you do. You're doing wonderful work. Thanks. It's been lovely talking to you. I wasn't expecting to hear that Nia has so many roots in so many different movement forms and techniques. And I love the idea of a form of dance that helps people to move safely and within their own capabilities, however limited those might be, so that they can be as flexible and fit as they can be without injuring themselves. Even the least able of us can move a little bit, and music is what makes doing that really enjoyable. Helen made a great point about dance involving movement in all dimensions, not just the up-down, left-right kind of way that many fitness classes use. And there were a couple of words and phrases she used that I really liked. One was about dancers moving out of stuckness. I love that idea. And soothing the nervous system. I think we could all do with a good dollop of that as well. If you fancy closing the curtains and jumping about with some avatars, Helen mentioned the dance game that her kids love called Just Dance, which is also on YouTube, I believe. And I just wanted to finish up here with a word about how good it is also to watch great dancers. And I'd like to recommend a couple of my absolute favourite dancers who are just fantastic to watch. My first choice is the super loose, free and joyful Xenia Pachatskaya, who I would love to be in another life. She's probably most famous for her amazing Charleston. But get on YouTube and look her up at Jazz Roots 2015, where she dances to Ella Fitzgerald. That is my cup of tea. And I have to mention the greatest of the greatest street dancers, Marquise Scott. His unbelievable popping, flowing, gravity-defying control just has my jaw on the floor every time I watch him. And if you're not already one of the people who's viewed one of the 143 million times (laughs) of Pumped Up Kicks dubstep, you're missing a treat. Get on there. So that's it for this episode. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed our chat, please feel free to subscribe and tell your friends about it. And until next time, enjoy keeping all your senses open and alive to whatever art makes your life better.